The JSC has opened its doors for another day, so it's time for the opening. And this morning I'm joined by Skulk Lowe, who's a portfolio manager at PSG Wealth in Cape Town. Now, Skulk, I thought about you the other day, as I often do, because I know that sometimes markets can be a little bit dreary and you have, probably have to sit down and say, what can I tell my clients if they phone or if I phone them? But over the last 10 days, actually since last Monday, about 11 days ago, in fact, things have got really, really interesting. We had that COVID-related so-called uh, sell-off on Monday, when, and the markets looked as though they were going to uh, tip over. Then they rebounded spectacularly. But then, of course, the China tech intervention came along, and that affected Nasper's and Process via Tencent. And then we had the commodity companies coming out with their results. And now we've had the U.S. tech companies coming out with their results, which have been blockbuster numbers, 56% increase in revenue for Facebook, for example. It's absolutely massive and just throwing into the mix the US Federal Reserve there must be more news stories than you can shake a stick at to tell your clients you must be exhausted Lindsay, so I just want to prepare all listeners out there. Today's podcast will be roughly about an hour and a half. Um, <laughs> uh, because I mean, it's just there's so much news. I mean, you just said it. It's just, it's just, uh, it's just news event upon news event upon news event, and it's just the one. You know, one day you you hit, and the next day you're way behind. It's just you can't. You know, this market is just crazy. Yeah, I, I think the, the 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 topic of the week most probably would be the the whole old Chinese uh, sell-off. Um, but I mean, we've seen uh, yesterday and, and again today, you know, massive, massive, you know, comeback from from the likes of the Nasdaq, the Process, the Ten Cents, those those type of companies. I do think um, you know everybody is now suddenly got this VIE. Uh, worry, you know, this whole structures. And, and I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, if you're worried now, you should have been worried 20 years ago because this, that's when, when, you know, a lot of these companies started to exist in, in, in this format. So yeah, you know, you're dealing with a, a, a different setup. I mean, the Chinese government, Chinese regulators. I mean, it's a different setup. And we've often had this conversation is, um, you, 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 you always need to be mindful buying into these companies that, that anything can happen. I mean, you're sitting with a, uh, a communistic government that can pretty much do anything at any time. And, and we've seen this now again. So. They they uh, did have a conversation with the market. Um, I think the regulators came in. They sort of spoken to to a lot of the large banks yesterday, and and they brought some calm. Yes. To to some of some of the market. Um, but I mean, since then, I mean, the, the the results that was released, you know, from a South African point of view and an international point of view, has just been mind-boggling. I mean, the the, the results, firstly, is is, is phenomenal. Um, and and we'll touch on a few because, like I mentioned, there is so many companies that reported over the past 24 hours, and it does seem like um, this. Let's call it whole uh, commodity play is definitely still still very much intact. I mean, and why I'm saying this. I mean, we, we, we last week we had uh, the Anglo-American Platinum that, that brought out results. We saw phenomenal, phenomenal results. Um, I mean, that the payout in terms of dividends, I mean, that's, this is, this is, this is just crazy to think, you know, a company's going to have that confidence to pay out you know, all profits as dividends, um, for, for that, for that, uh, half year. 
and and that tells us as investors that they they don't see the the, the platinum, palladium, you know, those type of prices, the PGM prices, really you know retracing in a hurry. You're not going to pay out all your dividends if you if you if you've got that 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 mind. But same with Coomber, of course. I, never never mind the PGMs, the platinum group metals. Uh, also, look at Coomber paying we can out, take all the paying out all their earnings in, in a seventy two rand seventy dividend. It's That's extraordinary. It. It is extraordinary, um, uh, Lindsay, and, and I think, you know, we often have to have this conversation, you know, about, you know, today the gold price is up, tomorrow the, the, the platinum price is down, you know, and, and we tend to always focus on these prices should go up for, for, for these mines to, to, to improve their, their, their earnings, uh, aka, and also improve their, their, their share prices. But we tend to forget that the current uh, commodity prices is extremely, extremely good for most of these mines. And I'm not just talking about PGMs. I'm talking about iron ore for you know, Kumba. We, we, we looked at steel prices for Arsenal Metal. I mean, a company that you and I chatted about a year ago, trading at, at, at 30 cents levels. You know, <laughs> today, you know, they, they came out with headline earnings per share of 2 rand 23 cents per share. I mean, this is... And it's, what is, is it now? 7 rand 23, something like that, Arsenal Metal. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm just yeah. looking at this price. It's, it is amazing. Actually, that was in my Hail Mary uh, I had this uh, little, what I called my Hail Mary portfolio, and ArcelorMittal was the first one because it, it's almost it's I remember. on a small, on a very tiny uh, scale. This is a, a, a Kumba because Kumba was yeah. at 22, I think, and now look at it wherever it is. And uh, Anglo American was at 53, 54, whatever these, uh, the exact price was, and they go soaring up to 650. And ArcelorMittal has done exactly the same. Steel companies worldwide are really looking very good indeed, despite the fact that the Chinese want to rein in the uh, the, the price of steel and the price of iron ore. Uh, the market is bigger than even the Chinese authorities, I have to say. Anyway, I went off at a tangent there. Carry on, please, Skulk. Yeah, no, but th that's exactly my point, uh, Lindsay. I mean, we're talking about if steel prices. Now, now, I mean, again, and we've seen it yesterday on, on, on Impala Platinum, exactly the same, same story. You know, Platinum, you know, PGM prices looking, looking fairly good. I mean, the results that, that it came out was, was again, just short of a phenomenal, but, I mean, this is a company nobody wanted to touch three years ago. I actually sent out a tweet yesterday where, where I said, you know, when, when you look at um, the share price, exactly, you know, well, the tweet was yesterday. When you look at the 27th of July, three years ago, so basically 27th of July, 2018, the share price closed at 19 Rand 99, just shy of 20 Rand. Mm. Yesterday, the headline earnings per share, well, yesterday they brought out a trading statement stating that the headline earnings per share will be at least 24 Rand 90. I mean, <laughs> this is just crazy. I mean, you know, what, what these companies are. So for all investors out there, you know, I think when you look at the commodity prices, you need to ask yourself, you know, you know the, the big question. Do you see anything fundamentally that would see a a, a, a proper, a proper decrease in these commodity prices. I'm talking about a gold price going from $1,800 back to $1,400. You know, a, a, a platinum price, you know, going from these, let's call it, you know, uh, dropping around to $200. I mean, the, the, the thing is, I can't say yes. I, I mean, you can see the demand is there. There's still proper stimulus. Uh, the Fed is clearly stating that they, although they're looking at, at some tapering, 
we're going to see lower interest rate environment up to, let's call it in 2023, beginning 2024. That is telling me that there's no fundamental reason why the commodity prices should retrace over the shorter term. Back to, back to, um, you know, the other one, I mean, gold. I mean, when we look at something like, like, um, Anglo, uh, Anglo gold, yes. and you look at gold fields, they currently mine their gold, irrespectively, at $1,070 and $1,090. That's, you know, both them mining their gold at, a pro, you know, approximately, you know, $1,100. Currently, the, the gold price, $1,800. It could go down to $1,600, and they would still make a huge amount of free cash flow per, per annum. Their margins and are massive. And that is what we're seeing. Their margins That's are what absolutely we're seeing. massive. And what, I, what I'm so impressed about... Uh, when it comes to whether it be a gold company or any other company that digs stuff out the ground, diversified or specified, it doesn't matter. The fact is they're being very responsible. They're running their businesses like a business instead of running mm. it like a casino and saying, well, we've got loads of money, let's go and buy this mine in Canada or something. They're doing things responsibly. And I think that's because the people that have been appointed at the top of many of these companies are ex-bean counters and now they're saying wait a second champs let's 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 make hay while the sun shines and consolidate so it's, I, I i think it's still i think it's still going to run personally but then what do i know <laughs> and that brings me to the final one and then then we look at a mine house like like anglo-american that had brought out their interim results look now, at those numbers look, look at, at that dividend i mean it's massive Massive, 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 massive. There, there you've got a proper spread. You've got the holding, you know, iron ore through Kumba. I mean, this is a proper mining house. De Beers, De, I mean, they've got precious metals in this. They've got copper. I mean, this is a proper, proper, you know, mine house. And you can clearly see, I mean, look at this. I mean, massive, massive increase in dividends. Um, massive increase, I mean, in, 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 in every dollar. I mean, the net debt levels, they, that's, that actually reduced. So, I mean, no, no wonder the share price reacted again today, you know, 3.4%. This is a company that you and I have been chatting about for, for the past two weeks, bringing out good results, good share price movement upon good share price movement, and today it's no different. I think contrarians will say, listening to this podcast between Williams and Lowe, uh, this is the top of the market because they both sound so enthusiastic about the market, but you can't help yourself, can you? It's just, it, it, it is a good South African story. I mean, okay, so some of the companies don't um, ply a lot of their trade in the in, within our borders but on the other hand south africa must take advantage of this surely the mining minister or whatever his title is must say now this is the time to consolidate and and engage with the miners and talk to them and make it easier for people to come in and dig the stuff out of the ground whether it be local people or uh, people from overseas just take advantage of this boom do you, mm. see, do you see my sentiment yes. I see that, and 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 you know you're not the only one. I mean, it was sort of went under the radar because both the IMF um, and and S and P brought well brought out new you know forecasts for GDP for country GDPs um, over the past let's call it uh, 48 72 hours. Um, and and the one thing that that, that I mean, so so clearly what you're just saying, they're seeing a similar scenario because in the beginning of the year, and when I say beginning of the year, this is already into the commodity upward cycle. You know, in April, the IMF brought out a forecast for 2021 GDP for South Africa. You know brought it out at 3.1%. They've now increased it to, to 4%. That's quite a, quite a hefty increase, you know, to go from, uh, you know, April to, to July, 
you know, from 3.1 to 4%. S&P, they see it a little bit higher. They see a, a GDP for South Africa at, at 4.2%. So, I mean, this is all very, very good, you know, in terms of a commodity. And I just want to mention one thing. You know, Lindsay, you and I, you're talking about the, the, the Williams load conversation. This is not a conversation we've been having, you know, for, for the past six months or so. We've, we've had this for, 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 you know, a very, very large portion of more than a year saying that mm. watch out, watch what the effect could be to South Africa when you see a commodity up, up, up cycle. I, I don't think, I don't think it's finished purely because when you look at the, the, the global economics, the global fundamentals, you need to ask yourself, as I said earlier, what's gonna, what's gonna trigger a retracement? Um, if, if, if you still got gonna stimulus, if you still got lower in, you know, interest rate environment, you know, the demand is gonna stay there. Um, so yeah, anyway, I think, uh, in short, I think uh, very, very solid results coming from from a lot of lot of these these mines um, this week, and um, yeah, I can't wait for the gold miners because they 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 they're ones that that, that still still mm-hmm. need to 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 announce. Uh, we've now seen the steel producers doing phenomenal. We've seen the the PGMs doing phenomenal, and I don't think that the, the gold mines will will have it any different. I don't think they'll disappoint. Let's have a look at the spot prices now, Skalk. The dollar rand is fourteen sixty seven. Don't forget, this was fourteen ninety seven just uh, forty eight hours ago. So uh, the rand doing very well, obviously linked to commodities, also linked to the weakness in the US dollar. Um, I've got the British pound against the rand twenty forty seven, the euro rand seventeen forty one, the US dollar against the euro, the euro dollar exchange rate is. Is 11870. We haven't even spoken about the Fed yet. Uh, the, the dollar's about half a percent weaker. Last night in the United States of America, after the US Fed announcement, the Dow Jones was down a third of a percent. The S&P was flat. The Nasdaq, though, was up 0.7%. We haven't even spoken about big tech in the United States yet. Uh, Tokyo up three quarters of a percent. Shanghai up one and a half percent. Hang Seng after a torrid time. Bouncing back after soothing words from the Chinese authorities, up 3%. The gold price, 18.19, which is up 19, uh, or just over 1%. The platinum price is up $12 an ounce to 10.77. Where's palladium, please, Skulk? Uh, palladium currently trading at $2,639. And I think uh, another one which we don't usually mention, mm. I think we should give give silver a mention. I mean, this is a the, the commodity. I mean, uh, I mean, it was fighting fighting with that $25 you know, per ounce, and it was, uh, it was actually trading below that, um, you know, not even 24 hours ago. It just didn't just move above the $25. Currently trading, you know, close to about 25, 25, 45. I mean, this is, this is a massive, massive movement, um, from silver side. Jolly good. I'll keep that on my radar as well. West Texas crude is up nearly 1% to $73.04 per barrel. Brent crude oil, $75.27, which is up uh, around about 0.7%. The CLB commodity index is very close to all-time record highs. It's uh, just below 233. The recent highs has been 233.3. Don't want to get too technical, but um, it's very important to South Africa to watch this index because we're a commodity-based economy. Still, no matter what people say, and um, this is very important. So we're at a, close to a multi-year high here. Uh, the Bitcoin price, 
That's, ooh, look at that. It's just hit 40,000. 40,000. It's only up around <laughs> about 0.4%. But anyway, it's at 40,000 at the moment. The South African 10-year bond yield is 8.86%, which has barely changed. And the US 10-year bond yield, despite the Fed's pronunciations last night, saying there's going to be nothing um, in terms of interest rate rises in the near future. We're not planning anything. 1.25%, which has barely changed. Uh, S&P futures are unchanged as well. Let's have a look at, uh, just briefly tell me about the Fed last night, Scout, because it is terribly important to every country in the world, never mind South Africa. Yeah, I think I think the the, the one thing that stood out is is that uh, that you know, everything is not in order in the house. I mean, there's there's some significant you know differences uh, you know among the members, and um, that that usually I mean uh, that is usually a, a not a not a bad, you know good sign. You know when 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 everybody backs backs the view, and um, you know you'd rather be you'd rather be wrong as a combined, but I mean they clearly clearly now very very much divided. Um, uh, they, uh, they, they, they're not sure. I mean, most of the members, you know, a lot of the members now coming out saying that they're not so sure that uh, that the, the bank should not be be, be looking to, to to start, you know, uh, hiking rates. And um, yeah, that's 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 bad. I mean, you, you, I said earlier in this 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 uh, podcast that um, yeah, the Fed are looking to to keep interest rates unchanged until end of 2023, maybe beginning 2024. But I mean, now if that's going to be the case, I mean, we saw the saw the um, the, the the recent inflation um, coming out, and if if some of the members are going to start pushing, you know, towards higher rates, I wonder how long how long uh, you know Paul might 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 have a job. So so let's see yeah. let's see how that turn what what that turns out. I think uh, you could clearly see in the movement in, in precious metals after the uh, the FOMC. That, uh, that, that there's definitely some worry because I mean a, a gold price kicked up from from 1800 to to, to 18 current 1860. I mean the silver prices moved from from under 25 dollars to 25 and a half dollars. So clearly, clearly there's some some worry, and um, yeah, let's 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 see how the next next month go. Yeah, let's see. Okay, top five major moves on the upside and the downside uh, on my screen anyway, which is delayed. Anglo-American up just over 3%. We've spoken about that. NASPES and uh, Process both around about 3% higher. Uh, Harmony up 3.1%. Skunk Low is looking forward to those results and all the other miners' results. AB InBev on the downside, down 6%. Is that an ex-dividend story, Skunk, or what's going on with no, AB InBev? No, 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 that's a, that's a, that's a That's a result story. That's a result story. Brought out results. And um, yeah, it's, it's it's not good. I mean, uh, it, it did did miss. I mean, uh, we look at um, if we look at compared to to uh, I just looked at Goldman Sachs's uh, consensus. It, it came came out you know three point eight percent below consensus. So in, in general, not good. Um, they, uh, they they I mean they, 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 the results looked pretty good. They were pretty positive, and uh, there was some some some. Uh, it's called it positivity in their results, but in general, this was quite a quite a big miss. And um, yeah, I think the outlook is not looking looking exuberant yet. Um, so yeah, share okay. price now down six point four percent. Gosh, I better get out there and help them at lunchtime. Um, South thirty two <laughs> down five percent. British American Tobacco. So you've got the the drinkers and the smokers not doing well today. Uh, British American Tobacco down one and a third percent. Discem, uh, which is where you go when you've got a bit of a hangover. Despite that, down 1.2%, and Hammerson down 0.9%. Anything else this morning you're looking at before we go to the indices, Skulk? 
No, I think uh, I think um, yeah, there's this, this, this still a few enough. companies that report it. Yeah, but I think we've covered covered most of them. Okay, jolly good. Uh, JSC indices after nearly an hour of trading, please. Oh, what a day! What a day! JSC <laughs> currently up one point six percent, predominantly driven by the resource companies. Uh, who is up, you know, two point three percent. Industrials, despite the fact that the uh, British American Tobacco Company and Anheuser Busch are, you know, down, they're still positive one point three four percent. Financials is uh, in the green, point six one percent. And uh, yeah, it's a property. It's, it's taking a bit of a breather today, down a half a percent. So we're close to four percent up in two days. We didn't speak last night. That wasn't your fault. That was my fault. But uh, last night, on the five o'clock shadow, we would have been talking about a really nice bounce back on the uh, the all share of the JSE. And here we are again, another another sort of embellishment of of, of an oversold position. In other words, we're bouncing back. Yeah. No, I, th- I think the one thing that that, that I actually mentioned. Um, you know, t- two days ago, well, on Tuesday, when we were in this, let's call it the, the eye of the storm, the eye of the Chinese storm, yeah. was was uh, despite the fact that that uh, both NASPAS and Process, we, we know already is a very large um, portion or weight in in, in our indices, um, despite the fact that they were really being sold off, mm. I mean, our our you know JSE remained fairly resilient. Clearly showing us that, that that what we lost on the on the swings we made up on the let's call it the commodity roundabouts yes. and, and now it's just continue. I mean, Nasdaq today up three point three percent, clearly helping the market. But I mean, look at look at the, the commodity up as well. So yeah, I think well balanced. I think I just want to mention. I, I, I thought it was pretty sad, you know, when I when I when I looked at the sense this morning. I had a, firstly, I had a trading statement, you know, coming from, from Liberty, Liberty Holding, yes. a trading statement that they brought out. And just after that, Imperial, Imperial brought out a announcement that they will be acquiring the J&J group. And, and I, and I quickly, you know, start reading. I thought, yeah, I, I don't think it's really, we don't need to read this anymore because both of these, you know, big, big companies, companies that have been with, with, with us for, for many, many decades, um, are not going to be with us, you know, soon. So yeah, that's, uh, that was a bit of a sad one for me. But yeah, what, what was sad was definitely made up by, uh, the likes of, uh, Anglo Americans, Arsenal, Metals, and the, those type of companies. Uh, we won't speak before the Lions play the Springboks on Saturday, uh, as Skalk, but, um, I, I give you my commiserations in advance. I'm, Really sorry that we came here and, and conquered yet again, and <laughs> but you but you gave it your all, and uh, it's rugby that was the real winner here. <laughs> <laughs> rugby was the real winner. Oh come on, please, Lindsay. Oh man, uh, they they needed they needed to find excuses. AKA forward passes, which which I mean, just excuse me, the TMO, the TMO. Is is a South African for goodness sake? So yeah, yeah, yeah. But the TMO actually, when you listen to his words, I mean, his his, his words were in the line of, you know, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but that definitely looked forward. So I'm going to go with forward. I mean, yeah. Anyway, let's just go into this. It was a loss on on paper, and we can't go back in time. I mean, it was like, a loss man. on paper. It is a loss. I mean, it's like saying, well, I've uh, lost. I've, I've, I've lost. Uh, I'm long of Naspers, uh, and it's a loss on paper. But I didn't really lose because Naspers is a good company. What are you talking about? What are you, Rassi Erasmus or something? Well, it's it's, a, it's a, <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. It's a series. I mean, we haven't lost yet. The series is still very, very. very uh, we'll 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 have a chat next Wednesday, but. 
<laughs> you and I had a, had a chat off air last Wednesday, and I think we sort of had consensus that uh, the Springboks might be in trouble. And man, halfway through that game, nobody saw the so 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 that that coming. So yeah, I think what I think I, I might just uh, might just have to. Uh, Yes. Differ from you. I think I think this Saturday might 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 be a bit of a uh, different yeah, bounce story. back ability, yeah, it's the process and Nasper's factor exuding itself from the Springboks uh, performance on Saturday. I don't think so. I think the the Lions have made three nice changes and I think they're going to run right on that soggy pitch in Greenpoint. The Cape Town oh, Stadium. Yeah, that's the it's not a no, luckily, pitch. luckily, it, it, it seems yeah, it is. It's it's not a good pitch, and and um, you know you don't see this, but as I'm sitting here, I'm looking out a window which is pouring down. It is typical Cape Town weather, but luckily, it does seem like we uh, we uh, we're gonna we're gonna uh, see some sunshine tomorrow, and then hopefully a, a dry dry game on Saturday. Skunk Rassi Erasmus Lowe is a portfolio manager at PSG Wealth, and that was the opening. <laughs> 